Well, Walker, Sally, welcome back. My gosh. It's been a wild couple of weeks for you, I guess, huh? It's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Tell us about what the last month has looked like from a schedule standpoint. The last month, I'll start, uh, we had a pre-World Cup training camp in Frisco. I left on October 25th. I was there for two weeks, came back for like two days, and I think I left November 6th, I think, for Qatar. And so then I, would, I just got back like December 5th or 6th, so pretty long trip. Uh, Sal got to come out for a little bit, which was fun, but uh, yeah, a lot of time away. How long were you, How long did you spend in Qatar? I went for eight or nine days. I think it was nine, but really eight with the time change. <laughs> Are you guys planning on going back anytime soon? No. I don't think I'll ever be I in think Qatar. That was it. <laughs> I think that was it for me, but it was a great experience. They did a really good job, honestly. Did you see the sites? Like... I did a little bit. They planned, so we were part of a family program. And okay. so it was almost like we were on a school trip. They scheduled like our buses to and from all the games and every activity. We got a schedule about the next day, the night before, every day. Um, and so you could do what of that you wanted. And so one of the things we got to do was a um, desert excursion. Whoa. And that was super fun. So that felt very authentic. I'm not sure. It's probably extremely touristy and not authentic, but it felt cool. Um, we got to ride camels, stargaze. You saw, yeah, you saw Saturn. I saw telescope. Saturn and Jupiter. What? What? I have videos. I'll have to show you guys. It was insane. It looked fake. I thought they were. I thought they put a fake picture <laughs> of Saturn <laughs> on the telescope, but it because you could see the ring what? so oh clearly, and it was real. You didn't get to do it. I didn't get to go. No. I was kind of locked away in a bubble. Yeah. yeah, Walker couldn't leave his hotel. Um, and then the other thing we got to do is my brother works for the u.s embassy and we got connected with a guy in doha and he took us on his boat we did a little boat tour holy and smokes. so we got to see doha from the water and that was amazing wow but those were probably the two only major yeah we did like a family thanksgiving activity. thing but that was just at the hotel yeah they did sweet family things but not really like sightseeing there's not oh, a lot we of we went to the to souk see. so it's like the local oh, market i did go to the souk oh, yeah. you can get i brought back uh tucker a little trinket a little, oh. little elephant oh, he's man. probably not going to care about it but yeah, it's that, that was cool. The market was about the only thing. But that's because everything was built for the World Cup. There was nothing there yeah. when they got the bid. Wow. So I think that's why. I'm curious if they're really going to bid for the Olympics based off of everything they built for the World Cup. Honestly, they should. Yeah. And actually, even though it's not really in a part of the world I'd care to go back to, they did an amazing job. Like, they really did, I thought. Logistically, everything was so clean. They were very helpful. Wow. I felt safe. Was it, it was good. Team USA or USA Soccer who like set up the family? US country? Soccer. Yeah. That's awesome. US soccer. Yeah. And apparently not every country did that for their families. Yes. Not every not every thankful. federation does that. Yeah. They never no. did that for our families. Okay. Never. <laughs> not oh, everybody's geez. a part of a federation you guys had though, to Sean. Find so, you know, we're not all Olympic I don't gymnasts mean it that or way. <laughs> World Cup soccer players. No, but like you had to get your family there, find yeah. your house. It was like teach their own. You had to find your well, way, and but it made it so easy. Honestly, they really. Oh awesome. yeah, I, I would not have been able to go without it. Yeah, no doubt. And then you came back from Qatar and did New York like media days for. Yeah, that was actually a lot of fun. It was pretty much a sprint for like thirty six hours, um, but we got to do some really cool things. Got to be on a lot of different shows. So I got back at like probably midnight to the hotel, and I had a six forty Good Morning America. And then a couple interviews that morning and afternoon. Today's show, don't forget. 
Good Morning America, the Today Show, <laughs> ABC News, all that. So fun. Um, and then the highlight was probably we got to go to a Broadway show, got to go see the Music Man, and then uh, Hugh Jackman came out, and I'd given him a, a jersey that, you know, I just said to Hugh, like pretty, pretty bland. To and, Hugh, uh, yeah, to Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to say, and uh, but he came out and like uh, mentioned, you know, I was back from the World Cup and got a standing O on Broadway, which was like the coolest thing that's happened. So. That was really special. Um, but yeah, good. You got a standing yeah. ovation on Broadway. Something I never thought would happen. Holy I didn't think I'd ever be on Broadway like that. What Led song did Hugh you Jackman. sing? They had karaoke night or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little special performance for Music Man. Um, no, that was great. And then Tucker got to meet Santa for the first time in New York. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Yeah, which was amazing. At Macy's. At Macy's. Very classic wow. experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's he, about as traditional as it gets. Yes. Yeah, he wouldn't let us pass him off to Santa. But he was like kind of, you know, waving and mm-hmm. a little hesitant. And then two days later, when we got back to Nashville, he allowed us to uh, present him to the new Santa in Green Hills. Uh, so I think he was a fan of the Green Hills Santa a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, wow. Or yeah. he just warmed up to the idea. Or he warmed up. Yeah, yeah. Now he's he's like looking at Santa and all the Christmas books and like pointing him out. So yeah, he's growing. Fast Don't friends. forget Christmas party tomorrow for Tucker oh, at that's school. Cool. Yes. Thank you. Right. Um, I completely forgot. Ours was today. What are we supposed to do for it? He's just supposed to dress up in festive gear. (laughs) Okay, thank you. We could talk about school logistics later, but that is the reason (laughs) reason we got connected to these two. It's been a fun, I guess we've only known you for like two or three months. Since parents' night. Parents' night at at school. And there's been a lot of trash talking that's happened since. It's pretty even. A lot of backing up on the trash (laughs) talk. But it's been fun. uh, How long did you have to go without seeing Tucker? A little over a month, I think. You went yeah. a month without. Yeah, seeing it was a guy? month, full month. Yeah. Oh my god! Really Sadly, sad. I've missed a lot of his early, right. early days. Uh, but I'm hoping that that means I'll be around a lot more for his future. So, um, yeah, I was gone for 30 days from him, I think, and then that's happened a couple of times so far. And he's only 18 months, so I think we at his first birthday we calculated and it was like had missed more than half of his life, like right around half being on the road so i was gonna say how does the dynamic work with like you being at home watching tuck you on the road and like balancing the dynamics of your career but also being dad and husband yeah i mean it's not easy um i'll say like i learned pretty early like i definitely do miss him when i'm on the road Mm -hmm. and so i had to get uh sally to install like a camera that i could then see from my phone because like i had friends that teammates who had kids and they're pulling up their phones and have their kids in the crib, like saying mm-hmm. goodnight. And I'm like, I-, I need that. Um, so it was nice. Like I can always check on him before I go to bed and like, you know, say goodnight in my own way, uh, stay connected a little bit. And then we FaceTime him a lot. Um, so I think he kind of only knew me from the phone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back in person, he's like, but I thought you lived on the phone kind of thing. So it was, uh, it was actually like really sad. Yeah. Um, but now that, you know, we've got a lot more time together, he's getting older. Uh, it's just been so fun. And I think Sally does a great job. Like, being able to manage, you know, me being gone and like doing all that alone. So a lot of props to her. Do you have like a, a routine or system in place where it's like, all right, dad's gone for a month. Here's what we're going to do to connect him with dad. Besides saving all the Kardashians. Yeah. For, I was going to say, <laughs> I feel like we have almost like two modes of life, like one where Walker's home and one where he's not. And I've gotten actually pretty comfortable with my routine when Walker's gone. I just ha- it takes a few days to adjust in and out of both mm. lifestyles. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We kind of have a good gig down. And honestly, Tucker's a really good, easy, chill baby, which I'm very thankful for. And so he makes 
my solo parenting life a lot easier. And also Walker and I were apart, honestly, just as much before we had Tucker. And so I actually think life is easier and more fun and more fulfilling for me now that I have him because I have more of a structure and a schedule and a purpose mm-hmm. while Walker's gone. Whereas before I was just straight up alone mm-hmm. for like weeks at a time and we've moved a lot. And, and so it's hard to find those like good older friends that you can just like third wheel with mm-hmm. or like go hang out with alone um, without your husband. So I feel like now that I have a baby, I'm like, oh, I have plans or we can do play dates or yeah. it's a little easier of a bridge than before so I was gonna ask about the transitions because like when Andrew was on the road with football it was always the transitions that like we would get in the biggest arguments or have like the hardest time like with our relationship it was either a couple days before you would leave or the first the couple days that you got back but it was always like butting heads of lifestyles yeah I feel like it's honestly harder when you come back because I feel so set in my gig, like even like Tucker's morning routine before school and Mm -hmm. like how we do things. And Walker would come back and he's just way more relaxed and like, hey, we can like throw the ball right now and play. And I'm like, no, 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 he's in his high chair (laughs) and we are eating breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Like little things like that where I find myself getting very like rigid about what works because Mm -hmm. it does work when he's gone. And then I kind of have to relax And then I guess in a way you need to like relearn what the new gig is. Cause when he's gone for like a month, like a lot Mm -hmm. has changed. Like Tucker has opinions now, or like we have to be more strict in certain ways or whatever it is. So I think it's harder for us when he comes back than it is when you leave. Obviously when you leave, it's just like more sad. And I'm like, oh man, takes me a day or two to like buck up for Mm -hmm. what's coming. Um, But in terms of like relationally, I think harder when you come back are you frustrated with buying your kids clothes and having them grow out of them literally within a week i know i am then you need to check out posh peanut i love this brand their clothes are amazing quality and made from viscose from bamboo so they stretch with your kid as they grow and are four times stretchier than cotton they have different designs you can pick from like barbie flowers disney and hot wheels so we let our kids pick out which ones they wanted. And of course, Drew picked the pattern with Disney princesses. Oh, yes. She loves her Disney princess pajamas. Plus, I swear their clothes get even softer the more you wash them, which usually doesn't happen with kids' clothes. I also love that their clothes are chemical-free, which means they're delicate enough for babies with sensitive skin, which is something we've been paying attention to for Bear. Posh Peanut is made for infants and kids, but they also have sizes for moms and dads if you want the whole family to match. Let's be honest. Every family has done a matching moment. And if you're not a parent, consider this a perfect gift idea. For real, you guys. We love this brand, and they're loved by over a million parents. Check them out. Right now, Posh Peanut is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with promo code EASTFAM. Go to poshpeanut.com slash EASTFAM and use promo code EASTFAM for 20% off your first order. (laughs) Who's more rigid with schedule? Me. Really? (laughs) For sure. Same. I love structure. I mean, I was a teacher, so I feel like... I just know how to run the ship. Okay. But maybe it doesn't have to be like that. I don't know. I feel like now that you're in actual off season, we're actually on the same page and it's very chill. But when he's still in season, I'm like, we still need the mm. routine. This is such an interesting phase that we're sitting down and having this conversation. Cause like how, I mean, how long have you been dreaming about playing in the world cup? Probably since I was like four when I started playing. Like no, I, I actually didn't know about the world cup. So I was like, Probably eight. So, so I'd like, say, yeah, 20 years. And now you're a week removed from having played in your first World Cup. It's like, yeah. do you feel like all your life dreams and goals are 
satisfied? I don't know. It's like, a, it's a really weird feeling because obviously I want to do it again now that it's over. Cause I'm like, that was so fun, but you kind of have the disappointment of losing and not like making it further or winning the world cup. And so you're like still bummed that you lost. But then at the same time on an individual level, you're like, I accomplished this dream that I always had. And like, you're so proud of all the work that you put in, but you're, it's like a weird, a weird balance. And then for me, I'm like, I feel like I have a lot of years left. So I'm like, all right, got to start focusing on 2026. And it's just kind of like this ongoing thing. And that's been like a theme kind of the whole career. Like you're never satisfied with, with what comes. And so for me, it's like cool checklist, like check off the list, but you're kind of like, I want more. I want to do it again. So it's, it's weird. I can't truly enjoy it. I don't think, I mean, I hope I can one day, but uh, not until it's over. Have you guys stopped and like reflected with just you two? Cause how long have you guys been together? 11 years, 11 years. So you've been a part of that dreaming for a lot of the, a lot of that process. Have yeah. you since the world cup, like gone out and been like, Hey, wow, this is like kind of stepped away from the madness for a second to, to appreciate what just happened. I feel like we need to. <laughs> yeah. I was like, not fully, like not to that like extent, but yeah. we have certainly been like, wow, that was really cool. I think the best part was, um, with the U S team, like after each game we got to, they let the family stay for like 30 minutes after the game. And so I think after the first game, like, you know, walking back from the locker room, back on the field, it's just the families in the stadium. And you just kind of like have that moment to connect. It's like, wow, like you did it. Like you played in the world cup. Like that was a really special, I think moment for us of just like, oh my gosh, like it just happened. Like you accomplished your dream. And I know it's emotional for Sally. Like she loves the walkout when you're doing the national anthem. It's like probably her favorite part of the whole game. So, um, yeah, I think we had that moment, but probably you were on TV reflection. for that part too, dude. That was <laughs> hype, Sally. I debuted as well at the World Cup. <laughs> it's really uh, all I ever needed. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of you know reflection right now, I'm curious. Not to ask an obvious question, but what do you find most enjoyable about that experience? Probably, I, I would say probably goes back to like the team and how. You know, obviously we've been a part of many teams over our career, but like this one in particular, there was so much selflessness from the guys who weren't playing. And like, you know, when you're at the World Cup, there's no time for, oh, I'm bummed because I'm not playing or I'm bummed because I'm not starting. It's like everyone else who's on the bench is cheering so hard for guys, even in their positions, because you want to win. Like, so I think that whole sense of, of team was like really cool to watch and see how everyone like truly believed in that common goal because that's such a cliche thrown around in sports in the back of your head you're like yeah but some people would like don't really want the best for your teammates but like in this case it felt like the, the team dynamic was amazing we had such a good time off the field and uh that was probably the, the saddest thing was like when it ended it's like man this team will never be together again yeah and it was a really special group i don't know how to like phrase the question but something that andrew and i went through a lot was and this is more probably a question for you you Sally how do you watch Walker play and oh my gosh I don't know how to phrase this but like the thing that I struggled with the most with Andrew was he would set a goal and he'd go to a game or he would make a team and I'd be so proud but I never wanted to show him that like I I was his wife because of you know his accomplishments and how do you balance the dynamic of not making your entire identity within your relationship about your successes of, of soccer 
And how do you support always going for the next thing? Because like you said, your dream was World Cup and you made it and you did it. But now you're already, you're already looking at the next one. So how do you support as a wife and be like, you've done enough? Yeah. Like when, how do I support you in saying, is it enough? Like, should you throw in the towel? Should you retire? Should you continue? How does that conversation look like between you two? Yeah, I think the biggest blessing of our relationship is that we met when we were freshmen in college. And so like when I fell in love with Walker, his car would stall out every time it reversed out of the spot <laughs> and he would have to train kids to take me out on dates and we were just best friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest blessing is just that we grew up together and like the, su the success has come pretty steadily, but also very slowly. And I was with him when he signed his first contract and we did long distance, you know, like mm. I was just there for all the phases. And I think that helps a lot because he knows that I love him because of just who he is and like we're best friends, not because of what he does. Because when I met him, like he, I guess also I didn't understand soccer. So he was already <laughs> kind of a big deal. And I was like, what? I guess the funniest story I'll just share really quickly. It's freshman year. He made the all American soccer team mm -hmm. I don't know what it's even called <laughs> and I remember they to he told me and I was so concerned and like honestly upset because I was like where are you going like <laughs> what do you mean you made the all-american team like where, where do you guys play like, I was like <laughs> that's not good like you're leaving you just started dating and so clearly like that's just my level of knowledge so I don't know I think that part of it like makes a makes a difference in terms of just how we manage all of your successes like they I'm so proud of you and they mean a lot to me and I feel like I've sacrificed my whole life for them. But at the same time, like I'm proud no matter what, like I don't know soccer like that well to where yeah. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> that was a grave mistake. Like, you know? Um, and then in terms of his desires to like always do more and more and more, I, I'm the opposite. I'm like, you know what? The goal was the world cup. And you walked out on the field for the World Cup. And that to me was already more than we'd ever asked for or imagined because our goal, like, or at least my goal for Walker, I know this was never his goal, but the way it was looking a few years ago was like, just be a bench warmer yeah. at the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Like to me, I was like, if your name is just on the roster, that's all we could ever ask for. And then obviously like as his career progressed and you became more of a starter and things like that, that wouldn't have been enough for him but I don't know I I like to th just check things off and be like that was amazing can we just celebrate that <laughs> and then yeah. move on but at the same time I kind of have like also grown and adapted into Walker's mindset of like I understand how once you actually get there I'm sure you can relate to this like once you make it to what you thought was your ultimate goal it's like then that's not enough like more doors open to more and it's like you'll never be satisfied, which is kind of a sad mm -hmm. reality. Like once you reach the mountaintop, it's like a whole new world opens up. Yeah. And so I think I'm kind of experiencing that with Walker and just seeing like, okay, now he did make it to the World Cup, which we thought would have been it. And then now it's like, there's just more. It is so interesting to try to support the dream and not have it be like performance based, yeah. right? Where like I think okay. that's kind of what you're... Yeah. Where it's like, hey, this is his dream that you fully support, but it's not about the results. Yeah. You know, it's not like yeah. About I personally the, am not a huge result person. I just yeah. want Walker to be happy. My my whole mindset is like, I want Walker to be happy and feel satisfied with what he's doing, and so obviously that means he needs to be 
successful because I know Walker won't be satisfied unless he's successful. But like I personally am not competitive really and I personally like don't that's not true Sally. you're you talk, very you talk more trash to me when we're playing <laughs> carnal oh my gosh dude she crushes me oh my gosh. that's so funny uh, but no yeah. I get that it's a weird dynamic it is of like I want to I want to cheer for you and be so proud of you but I don't want you to ever feel like I'm going to be disappointed mm-hmm. if things don't go well we could go down a whole rabbit hole because I feel like it's like deja vu um but how long have you played soccer your whole life? Yeah, since four. Do you, Are you ever scared of the day when you're done? Oh, yeah. I, it's like I have a couple things that I think about, and it gets me really sad every time. One is like that last game or the last mm-hmm. moment. Two is like of anything happening to our family. Like I think about my dog dying like all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah, dude, I, it gets me. I'm like, I just look at her eyes. I'm like, I need you to live forever, you know? Oh. Um, Dang, so like dude. things like that, like have those moments of reflection. Yeah, one of the top things is I I can't imagine, like, what my life looks like without, like, being the person on the field, like, trying to win and, like, at a professional level. Like, I just – it's, like, the greatest job I could have ever, like, dreamt up, and I definitely don't don't want it to end and don't know how I'll be when that time comes. Do you not want it to end because you love soccer that much, or are you afraid of what you are without soccer? It's a great question. I think – probably more the first probably I just love games Andrew probably knows like that's like what makes me tick uh, in a lot of ways is like we've seen you on game night yeah having fun being (laughs) competitive and so like again being able to do that like as a job like I I love it so much I don't know if it's necessarily like soccer as much Mm -hmm. like I don't think I grew up being like the biggest soccer only type person like I loved all sports just competing at anything and so I'm sure I'll have to find another outlet like when it's done, but, um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty sad. I always say we're going straight from the last soccer game to therapy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because also, I mean, we've gotten like since, I mean, for 10 years in January, we get our schedule for the entire Mm -hmm. year and we just kind of make it work and I'm traveling or, you know, it just like dictates our life. And so I just don't know what do you do when there's just no schedule. When you can kind of make your I own guess a little the bit. The blessing is having a kid in school. That helps a little bit. That helps a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're going straight to therapy. All right. I want to hear three stories. One, the first time you guys met. Then I want to hear the first date story. And then I want to hear how Walker proposed. Oh my gosh. I love it. Wow. This Great is- stories. Which, which <laughs> ones do you want to take? Um, you can start with how we met. Cause I feel like that's kind of like a okay. longer heart. One in five Americans have quote, learn a new language on their bucket list. If that's you make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10 minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Plus, Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Andrew and I have been learning Spanish on Babbel, and it's been so fun. We've wanted to learn a new language for so long and have finally started. We've learned how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants, all without having to consult language apps, which is so cool. It's crazy how fast your brain picks up a new language when it's presented in a relatable way. 
Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash eastfam. Again, get 60% off at babbel.com slash eastfam, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash eastfam. Rules and restrictions may apply. Let's take a minute to thank our first sponsor for today's podcast, Athletic Greens. And with this cold and blue season hitting us so hard already, as you can hear in Andrew's voice, we've been doubling up on the AG1. We really are. It's been a part of our morning routine for several years now, but we're making sure we hit it once a day at a minimum, adding the vitamin D. All the good stuff is in there. I don't know how, but I am the last man standing, and I need to stay that way. Well, with just one scoop of AG1, you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start the day. That's right. Plus, it costs you less than $3 a day. It's one little habit that you can add to your routine every day that makes a huge difference in your overall health. And to make it easy for you to try, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash eastfam. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash eastfam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get back to it. All right. So um, at Furman, they have kind of like an orientation week, like all colleges probably do. And one of the first things is a president's picnic where you go to the, the president's house. There's like burgers, dogs, whatever. And all the freshmen are there, you know, looking around, trying to see who everyone is. And uh, as soccer players, we had gotten to school a few weeks before that. We had buzzed our heads as like freshman initiation. And so there's a bunch of us just like straight bald headed, like cue balls sitting at the table, you know. And so from Sally's point of view, she saw that table and was like, oh, like there's a bunch of cute guys, but probably couldn't tell the difference between any of them. And they were all wearing the same outfit. Yeah, same polo. Like, I don't know why we had to wear the same thing. Soccer warm-up outfit. It was so so lame looking back. Come on. (laughs) And, uh, but from our point of view, like, obviously they could wear whatever they want. So I was like, who's that girl in the polka dot dress? Like, I need to know. And um, so I literally saw her like walk by and she stood out to me. And I didn't meet her that day because a little bit of a coward in that way. But uh, <laughs> a couple weeks go by. Um, she had come to the first soccer game, had seen us play a little bit. And I was walking to class, and one of my teammates was walking with her and introduced us. I was like, hey, this is Sally. I'm like, oh, Sally, like, so nice to meet you. And she was like, I come to all the soccer games. <laughs> I was like, I've been to everything. <laughs> And I was like, I appreciate the support. (laughs) (laughs) Like something really lame. And uh, so then that was kind of like the initial meeting. But then I would say that the second half to that is uh, I was studying for an e-contest probably a little bit after that. Um, So it'd been November of our freshman year. (coughs) And uh, so we had kind of interacted very briefly a couple of times. But I asked the guy I was studying with, I was like, hey, do you know Sally Tucker? Like she seems amazing. He's like, oh my gosh, she's one of my best friends. I'm like, perfect. And so he texts her like a winky face. And all of a sudden we pack up our book bags, walk straight to her dorm room, knock on the door. And we open the door and she like looked up like a deer in headlights and sat down. We started talking for like two or three hours. Wow. And from that day on, we pretty much saw each other, like hung out every day that, you know, when we were on campus at Furman. So 
kind of just hit it off as best friends for a couple months, and then that leads us to the first date story, which I'll let you take. Okay. Our first date was on Valentine's Day. Oh, Classic. so cute. Um, we did a double date, actually, and Walker wrote a handwritten card with markers <laughs> that said, like, roses are red, violets are blue. I don't even remember what I said. This is something like tonight I have a date with you or like something like that. <laughs> oh and then it was God. like your, love secret, your admirer. secret admirer. Oh. And I was like, oh. Seemed a lot cooler when I was 18. Yeah. Walker was pretty <laughs> cheesy, not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, okay. Andrew wrote me poetry. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You got to know your really audience. You know? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute, actually. Uh, that was about as big of a poem as I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, so... We went on a double date. We went to a fun restaurant in downtown Greenville, and the chef actually ended up quitting halfway through our meal. What? That was pretty what? awkward. Yep. Yeah. Walked out. Walked out. It was a out. big thing in the Super kitchen. Super dramatic. Okay. What? And They had to come back and redo, like, retake orders for, like, a simplified menu. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But oh it, my I mean, God. Whatever. It's it was crazy. funny. And then we went to the top of Paris Mountain, which is a mountain. <laughs> Clearly, in Greenville, (laughs) and they had packed hot chocolate for us. We like looked at the stars. I guess I don't know. You see Jupiter and Saturn. Um, Not as clearly as I did in (laughs) Qatar, but so that was really cute. And then I think like a few nights later, we went on our own first date to the dinner to dinner. You remember what movie we saw? No, I didn't really like it. Yeah, it wasn't very good. The Descendants. Yeah, George Clooney. Okay, like back in the back in the day. This is still your freshman year, though. This is freshman yeah. year, yeah. This is so we started spring dating semester. like February of freshman year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and then how long after did you propose? Like five years later. Yeah, five years later, because we were long distance for four, and then when she was getting her master's and like teaching um, in Greenville. Yeah, it was so Valentine's February, Day weekend, val- so literally yeah, five like years. five years later. Oh, he came back. On a random Saturday, he got off. Well, yeah. So I was um, in preseason with Dallas, and our schedule was still kind of up in the air. And our coach ended up giving us um, a couple of days off for that weekend. And so I was FaceTiming her in the room, and my roommate intentionally was like, oh, I can't believe we're off, like, you know, Wednesday and Thursday this week. Like, you know, so then she thought we had off, like, at a different time rather than that weekend. And so nice. I ended up flying home to Atlanta, driving out with my brother and his wife, and we drove up to Greenville. And I ended up, uh, I FaceTime you from, like, kind of outside the restaurant that she was eating at with her sister. You know, her sister was eating lunch with her, set up, obviously. And then in the background, you could see, like, this Furman flag, like, when I FaceTime her. So she was, like, answered the phone. She's like, wait, are you at Furman? And, like, everything was starting to click, and I, like, walked in the door. And uh, we went on a walk. We went on a walk around the lake, Furman Lake, and we sat down at the bench where we became officially boyfriend and girlfriend. Wow. wow. <laughs> Super cute. I'm cheesy. realizing how cheesy all of this sounds. <laughs> it's really all very cheesy. When I play cheesy. it back. Well, when you say officially, were you like, will you be my girlfriend? Did yeah, you we were yeah. You know, like dating, you know, but it wasn't like <laughs> exclusive. She wanted to go like that summer and like, you know, we were going to see each other I for a few keep months. keep my options open. Yeah. <laughs> Just so for I was like, like a all hot right, second. Well, this is cool. Um, uh, yeah. So then we went to the bench and I proposed there and we had a great time. Yeah. It was really cute, but it was 
during the day at lunch, you know? I just it's not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. But it was great. It was the only It's only also time kind I of allowed. like how our life goes. Like he yeah. got off on he got told on a Wednesday he was off for that weekend, so he literally called my roommate and 2 days later he's proposing, you know? Yeah. Did you so, plan it that quickly or had uh, it been like I think like she we probably both knew the next time we saw each other was probably going to be a proposal, but Okay. I don't yeah, I think as soon as I would have gotten off days, I would have tried to go back to Greenville and surprise her. So, yeah, you planned it. In two yeah. Days. But also we knew when our wedding was going to be like prior to getting engaged, wow. basically. Nah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I literally picked out. I was like, if we get married, I think this was freshman year of college. Yeah. I told my sister we looked at the I knew I was going to stay and do my fifth year master's. And so I looked at the calendar for like December of 2016, yeah. I guess. Because I knew Walker's only free in December to get married. <laughs> and New Year's Eve was on a Saturday. And I was like, well, that's it. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve on Saturday of 2016. And that's sure exactly what happened. But also my dad is oh the doctor for the Baltimore gosh. Ravens. And then Walker plays soccer. So we have like no yeah. freedom with our schedules. And so you guys are we didn't completely have any surrounded by sports. Sports dates. Yeah. So that was sort of took out a lot of the surprise elements because we knew we were getting married then. Yeah. And so then it was just kind of like you have to just propose. Yeah. Her mom, mom her mom actually, stuff. her mom actually like, I think ended up booking the wedding venue prior to me proposing, <laughs> but wanted me to propose like first, oh, which yeah. would have been like so she could book more. Thanksgiving of the year before. And I was oh, like, my gosh. no, like, just trust me. I'm not changing my mind. Like <laughs> I will be proposing, but I'm not like. Just book it, like I promise you. Yeah. But it was a, a weird dynamic. Hey, Nash. Nash is vibing right now. I was going to say, Nash is. <laughs> he, I mean, <laughs> yeah. smells bare, I guess. Uh, you weren't kidding when you said you were pretty, you know, scheduled. Yes, I love a plan. <laughs> Five years before you got married, you actually had yeah. it on the calendar. Wow. It's kind of weird, actually. It's actually really creepy if you think mm. about it. You know what's so funny? Andrew decided the night before. Okay. <laughs> so this is I, I had just gotten signed by the Chiefs. This is my rookie season. I got the ring in July and was gonna wait till after my first season to propose. It's a really long time to wait. Huh. Yeah, so then I, so then I got the ring literally <laughs> and I proposed the next day instead. Yeah. So it was like Aww. but not planned. It was she was throwing out a pitch at the Cubs game. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was like I, an, I woke up that we morning. We got an argument because he walked out on the field as I was as I was throwing the first pitch. And I was like, what are you doing out here? Yeah. Like, you can't be out here. Yeah. This Go. is this my is moment. This is my first pitch. <laughs> yeah, <we're doing> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, which were you ner more nervous for? Dropping down on one knee or walking out on the, the World Cup field? For Proposing, for sure. Bro, there's nothing sure. like that feeling. But I would say more than that was the talk with the dad. <laughs> yeah. It's more nerve-wracking than the proposal, I think. How'd it go? It was great, but... <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> she good? Good? <laughs> uh... No, that was funny because, like, obviously our situation was so open because of the scheduling stuff that, like, I had called him before visiting Baltimore, which I did every Christmas, and was like, hey, like, would love to talk to you at some point if you have a free afternoon, whatever. So he's at work. He comes home, and we're all waiting around, like, me and Sally, her siblings, her mom. Everyone knows, like, I'm going out to lunch with him to, to ask, yeah. like, for her hand. And it's just like. And he was late. Yeah, he was a little and late. So we're all just like trying to make it not weird, but like kind of like. <laughs> Wait, you were late or? or no, your my dad, dad was late. Yeah, her dad to was come late. pick up Walker. But we all knew like what was going on, so it was just like, so he's like comes in, he's like, all right, I guess uh, it's time to go talk about the weather, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
We're like, bye. Yeah. So Did he was, make it easy? Was it like it, a, it was good. Yeah, we went to Panera and oh, just nice. sat down, had some yeah. lunch, and uh, it was I mean, it was pretty easy, but still nerve wracking. So nervous, dude. Yeah. I took her to a, a Preds game. We sat in that's silence. That's a long. See, that's a long time. I know. <laughs> I didn't know what I, it was. A bad. <laughs> that is. I mean, hockey games. You're there for two hours. You didn't talk for the first two and a half periods. In the last five minutes, I was like, hey, so um, I'm. I'm thinking, about, <laughs> I'm thinking about marrying your it's daughter. Exactly what you said. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, yeah, sounds good. And that was it. And it was like, dude, I had the biggest pit. Wow, in my that's stomach, pretty though. lucky. My dad was like, so you're technically a college bro- dropout. Yeah. How are you? So if soccer be doesn't providing? work out, you yeah. Know. How are you going to provide for my daughter? What'd you so say? Walker had to lay out his plan. Yeah, laid out the plan. <laughs> What's your plan? It's a foolproof plan. No, <laughs> no, it was, uh, you know, I understand that education is extremely important to your family. It is mm-hmm. to me as well. Like I will be. I think at the time I was actually still taking classes. So I'm like, I'm on track to finish and get my degree. Uh, I look into like broadcasting or coaching, using my degree for that. Um, And that was like the taking care of your daughter part. And the rest was like how I feel and all that. So tell this a media trained. Yeah. Yeah. Very very political. I understand the education is. (laughs) Yeah. He he knew what he was supposed to say. As soon as I said that, it was all over. Oh, man. I was going to say, my mom ruined our surprise. Because, like, his was, we were not as, like, scheduled. So, my mom and dad were in town. That's when he took them out to the Preds. And the next morning, my mom was like, so, Andrew asked for your hand last night. And I was like, Mom, you can't tell me that. You're not supposed to say that. Oh, my gosh. So, then you need to expect it. Like, yeah, but then it didn't come for, like, another year. So, I was like. okay, wow. It worked out, though. How how long did you date before? Two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. 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 Also, I don't even know how you guys met. Just give me a two second. I, his oldest brother's an Olympic cyclist that I met at the Olympics, and he set us up on a blind date. What? Wow, you guys yeah. have a lot of Olympians in this family. This is amazing. <laughs> you guys are surrounded by every professional. That's <laughs> amazing. No. Yeah. That's cool that your brother set you up. Yeah. Yeah. He, fortunately, he was dating someone. but That is know. so weird you when you say that because it's my brother <laughs> now. <laughs> Anytime I reflect on our like uh, dating story or like the romance of it, it's not a good look. It's like, oh man, the poem I wrote was not great, and that thing I did was like a little creepier too much. But it's like, <laughs> no, it's, but I guess it's how it goes. So That's like before, like to get her phone number. I was like, had got it from a friend, obviously, and like was texting her as if like I could see her from outside. Like, <laughs> like what is that? Yeah. You know, that's like straight panic mode. You know? Yeah, he was like sitting in the room texting me as if he was some random person outside. It's just so weird. And he's like, so JK, funny, it's me. Oh my God. Terrible. Yeah, that's like, terrible. oh, cool. When you're like 18, I guess that's cute. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about busting with the boys, and, and Will was asking us how we met, and like literally just annihilated me he was yeah. like because one of the things i did was flew out our first time meeting was like she drunk texted me and said you come to in LA. the middle of the night and i was like you want to come to la and i fell asleep and i woke up and he was there and I, was no. like, I skipped class <laughs> no. I, I was like he might murder me anyway he might murder as wild so yeah. Uh, That's yeah, amazing. it's embarrassing to look back that is but e- here we eager are. beaver over there <laughs> yeah it was our bye week for football i had literally yeah, one chance mean, yeah, yeah. so you had to take and it shot just so happened to be his birthday yeah and i had i had no idea and so when, he thought it was like a really because i texted him at like 12 30 yeah and he's like oh it was She's, on my birthday and like you knew and i was like nope didn't know, didn't know. were you happy when you saw him 
like, and he came out, you're like, you didn't look at um, I was panicked. I would have been I panicked. I was really panicked. I was also getting out of, like, a five-year relationship. So <gasps> you're like, this is a lot. This is a lot. Yeah. yeah. And you literally hopped on a red eye. So That's really cute, though, are. Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Sally. Thank you. I think that's really it's cute. It's very fitting, like, it. having known you. I'm like, yeah, of course you hopped on the red <laughs> Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, hey, he looked at flights to Qatar for you. Yeah, oh I did. God. He's like, dude, he's oh our bro. God. We got to go. And I was like, okay. Yeah. It was really fun. Just like a short 15 And then you're like, well, flight. it's also yeah. in the U.S. in 2026, so <laughs> it might be a little easier. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's yeah. no clue. Yeah. I don't know anything about soccer, guys. Yeah. Uh, hey, we'll, neither, we'll get really. you educated. So I didn't Not going to lie, yet. the All-American thing, I didn't know where you're going with that either. Have you yeah. like, heard of an All-American team? No. Oh, my gosh. I mean, got a long I feel way like, to go. yeah. do they not have that for... Like other sports, gymnastics. No, they do. I I never You're on the all American. No, I never made the team for the all American. But thanks for. I it's just like I an honorary team, yeah. apparently. And I didn't compete in college. That's right. So. Who came right. first, you Bear or Tucker? Bear, Bears are our first. Wow. Nash yeah. is our first. Yeah. Yep. But they're very close in age. Yeah. Bear was only like six months old when we had Tucker. Wow. Oh. So ask me how I feel about that. <laughs> a puppy Still. and a baby. And no husband around. Dang. <laughs> no. I tell you, late nights when you're potty training a dog are dang near worse than a baby. Because yes. you have to take them outside in the freaking yes. snow. We just talked about that. Wait. He, Walker yes. actually loved it. This is actually no, so funny. I said so many choice words. Because we live like in an apartment. It? Walker, Walker, uh, I've never seen him so joyfully do a rough <laughs> activity in our entire lives. He loved it. He would hear Bear like barely what? whimpering and he would jump up and it was during like a big snow here was her first week and he would jump up put on all the snow gear take her out loved every second of it wow i would meet him at the door with the with the towel to wipe off her paws yeah it was something about like she needed you you know and you just got to step up and but do he's it. a dog person like to the max and i'm not and i like babies thankfully and i feel like that you didn't really ever have to wake up did them. you guys ever argue about the dog I never want. Oh, I never oh, yeah. wanted a dog. Bear, yeah, <laughs> I, Bear is very fortunate to still be at our house. <laughs> she was. She has nine lives. Her presence was threatened many times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but now she's a she's a new beast. We got her trained, got her trained more professionally, and it has changed our lives. Wait, so you were pregnant though when you got Bear? So you knew yeah. the the what was happening? What was did, the thought? Did you get Bear? Or did no. Walker get Bear? Well, I said we're not getting a dog. Well, first of all. <laughs> The thing was, he had to graduate college. I said, for your graduation present, you can get a dog. Because I, like, needed him to graduate college because that was his deal with my dad. And I was like, come on. You need motivation, you know? And then, thankfully, when he graduated, we still lived in L.A. So we had no yard, no fence. And I was like, I'm alone way too much. We were apart more than half the year. I was like, I I don't want a dog. So until we have a yard and a fence, you know, no dog. Well, then, of course, he spontaneously gets traded to Nashville, buys a house that I haven't seen with a yard and a fence. Hey, like beautiful ASAP. house. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, he did a great job. But I was like, oh, no. And then, and then COVID <laughs> happens. And everyone's on dog lists. So we, we yeah. get on a dog list. And then we jump that list somehow very fast. <laughs> yeah, we did. And then, honestly, like, I love Bear. I mean, she's super cute. The timing now is great. That six month period of like when Bear was six months old and Tucker was a newborn was yeah, that's and and wow. Bear was literally psychotic. Yeah, she was crazy. Psychotic, <laughs> and it was not a good. 
it was not good. She's so chill now. That's surprising. I was like in labor outside trying to get Bear to go potty because she was having like stomach issues. Probably because you were in in the middle of the night. She knew. She did know. But like, I mean, I was making her chicken and rice for like three months. (laughs) Anyway, she's fixed now. Thankfully, her issues. But it was not great. I told Walker he was gone one time and I was like, I'm opening this front door and I don't care what happens (laughs) unless you find a breeder within or like a trainer within 24 hours. She's out. And I was dead serious. We're laughing now, but I'm sure that was a pretty good no, Walker serious. knew I was so serious. <laughs> I knew she was serious. I had to save Barry. Our only <laughs> disagreements, like since we had Tucker, were about Barry. Yeah, our biggest fights for sure. We've All never, like, I yeah. was never really emotional about anything else, but he would call me and I would just be sobbing about the dog. And I'm like, Tucker and I are fine. But the dog is not fine. Andrew and I's biggest arguments are over Nash. I'm the psycho dog person. Andrew is not. Okay, I love, no, I love dogs, bro. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, I treat him like a dog. Right. Yeah. I, I love treat him. him like better than a human. Yeah, that's how Walker is. Yeah. Yeah. And he would side with the dog. Well, I, he'd be like, I'm sure she just wanted more yeah. attention. I'm like, uh-huh. that, that gets me. That gets me. All right. As a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet, and bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, This has to do with science, but especially with bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept them really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. Couple Things is sponsored by Levels Health. Levels is the goat, babe. They really are. We talk about them a lot, but we've been using Levels for over a year, and it has made a world of difference. Just the other day after lunch, Andrew actually crashed really hard and we had no idea why until we checked his levels monitor and saw it was a glucose spike. It really has changed the way we track glucose data, which then in turn changes the way we structure our meals, what we eat and when. And it's awesome to see the effect it's made on our diet and fitness. For those of you who don't know what Levels is, Levels helps you see how food affects your health by giving you real-time feedback on your diet using a continuous glucose monitor. 
It's amazing. I love it. I'm a big wearables guy, and this is a must-have if you ask me. And if you want to better understand how food affects your health and try a continuous glucose monitor yourself, go to levels.link forward slash eastfam to learn more. They also have a really well-researched, in-depth blog that we recommend checking out if you're just looking to learn more about topics like metabolic health, longevity, and nutrition. This has been a fascinating journey for me. I'm excited to hear how your guys' go. We'll link it down below, and let's get back to it. So the other complicating factor in the time is Tuck came early. Right? Yeah, he came at 33 weeks. Wow. Can you tell us that story? Yeah. So I guess we had like a super normal pregnancy until, is it the 26th week or 28, 28. when you get that glucose test? Like you're oh, like 28. 28 weeks. Or I don't Rogam. know. Rogam. Well, yeah. Okay. So the 28 week appointment, they do the blood draw. Yeah. I get the Rogam shot because we knew we had different blood types, I guess. You had the, the, the bad one. Whatever it's called. I am yeah. O negative. And, and he's positive. Yes. Because Walker's positive. Yeah. And so anyway, we do that test. All is great. Pregnancy was super normal. And then the doctor calls me that week and she's like, did you get your blood drawn before the shot? After like something came back super strange. Turns out since Tucker and I have different blood types, somehow our blood mixed. And usually that doesn't happen unless there's like a super traumatic accident or like injury or something that would cause your blood your blood to mix and so my body was developing antibodies against Tucker's body basically and so for the rest of my pregnancy um we just had to I guess I was high risk we had to go to the doctor like once a week and they would measure they're called titers it's like the number at which I guess I'm antibodies antibodies. doubling yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um and so, honestly, though, those never got too bad. Like, he didn't, I don't even know if he came early because our blood mixed. It's just kind of now, like, something that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but randomly, I woke up on a Friday. Walker was in New York for a game, and I was just in, I was just having contractions. But I didn't know, really, that they were contractions. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no way. Like, I'm 32 weeks at the time. I was like, there's just no way. I'm in labor, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it was like waves of pain, which I'd heard mm-hmm. was what contractions were. Um, I was like, but just in case these are um, Braxton Hicks, I'm just going to keep going on walks with Bear oh, and God. drink a ton of water. So I'm walking outside like in labor multiple times a day in like the 98 degree heat in labor. But I'm like, I'm fine. I'm cool. Like, this is okay. It wasn't great, but it was fine. <laughs> And also, I'm like, Walker's in New York, so I'm good. Yeah. Like, I am really good. And I also had had a friend in town, but she ended up leaving that day. Um, But anyway, Walker plays the game. I took a shower, and then I tried going to bed. And I think those are, like, that's, like, a bad combo. Like, taking a warm shower and then (laughs) going to bed. That's, like, you do not want to relax your body. Encouraging your body. When you're in labor. Yeah. Yeah. So then I laid down, and I was like, yeah, this is actually... I can't go to sleep. And I remember them saying, like, if you can't go to sleep, you're for sure in labor. So I just downloaded the contractions app. And so I started timing them. And it was like, go to the hospital, go to the hospital, go to the hospital. I mean, I think they were like every, like, two to five minutes. Oh, my gosh. So I texted Walker and I was like, yo, when you get back, thankfully he was just in New York and they fly back straight after the games. I was like, we need to go to the hospital. And Walker's like, no. You still waited? Oh, yeah. (sighs) I think I didn't see it though till I landed, right? I only no, I knew prior right to before take off. you took off. You were like, "No, Sally, like I heard you're supposed to get a good night's sleep and eat a big breakfast <laughs> before you, you go to the hospital." Food, you know, like. 
And I was like, no. So anyway, he lands when he's on his way home. I call the doctor and they're like, yes, you should definitely come in. So at this point, it's like 2.30 or 3 a.m. Walker had just played a full soccer game, flew back from New York, and we're going straight to the hospital. Wow. I'm surprised you lasted that long. Yeah. Well, I also was like, I like you don't know what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was happening, but I was in such denial because I was like 32 weeks at the time. And I was like, no. So we go to the hospital. They're like, yeah, I think I dilated like from a zero to one in 30 minutes while we were there. And they were like, yeah, you're going to have to stay. So then they gave me magnesium, try to like calm my body down all the way to stop everything. And like they never stopped. But I was very much like, they're like, what's the pain level from a zero to 10? I'm like, oh, it's a five. And you were dying. I was like, I mean, I think I <laughs> like was in I, decent I heard pain. It hurts really bad, so it's just a five right now. But like, like how do you really know hurts. if you've never done it before? Yeah. I'm like, what's a ten? I hate the pain scale thing. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I, I guess maybe I have a high pain tolerance because they were like very shocked whenever I was actually. So anyway, I, I have magnesium. That really hurts, by the way. I don't know if yes. you ever experienced that, but it's like I, I honestly was like, this is terrible. But in the middle of the night, I was like, if I died right, or if I like. <laughs> had to fight for my life right now, I see how people in comas wouldn't. Because I was literally <laughs> like, <laughs> so. <laughs> Which is so terrible. People say like, wow, he was really a fighter, Sally. I no. would not have been. Just, I'm not see a you later. Because it hurt, like every muscle in your oh whole body God. hurts and you're like so limp. I mentally was just not into it. Oh my God. So anyways, thankfully. If I had to fight for my life, I'm just done. I think I'm, I'm done. Why people in comas good. wouldn't? I don't think they know. <laughs> I really remember being like, if I was in a I don't coma think it's a right conscious now, choice oh, of them saying yes yeah. I would just have less will. I remember thinking that. <laughs> yeah. That's how much it like was, it just really hurt, honestly. I don't know yeah. why. I didn't like the magnesium experience. <laughs> and anyways, so then. I like downplayed it so much that they moved me to antepartum, which is basically just like yeah. the waiting room, which is horrible. Yeah. I do not recommend anti- antepartum. Because you're just Never sitting heard there. of antepartum. It's terrible. It's like a holding room, basically, where yeah. like you're not in labor, going to deliver, but you're not, you haven't you're given not birth. Discharged. Yeah. Wow. So, and they only check on you twice a day. Oh. And so they would only hook me up to the monitors <laughs> to like, see I my contractions. immediately. Yes. Twice a day. So in the middle of the night, I would call them and be like, I am, I am in like, I'm in labor. But at the same time, I didn't want them to know because I didn't <laughs> want to give birth. I was like, I'm not giving birth, but I am <laughs> having contractions. Like we should have had one there. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm definitely having full on contractions though. Anyway, somehow I get them to send me home after like three days. So I think like Friday. You're at the hospital for three days. To Sunday or yeah. Monday. No, till Monday. Well, we go back. Yeah. But like till Monday. I was in the hospital Friday to Monday. Send me home Monday evening. I'm so excited. Walker's parents meet us at home. They're going to like, they bring us food. They're going to take care of the dog. We're like, we've been in the hospital for like three days. Can you guys like come up and help yeah. out? Like we just yeah. got to kind of recover. I'm supposed to be on bed rest like yeah. indefinitely. I asked the doctor like, okay, so how do I live like this? Like, cause I'm in labor <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it'll be slightly uncomfortable, but like you got a few, we- you got a few more weeks they're to like, go. They're like modified bed rest, you know? Um, so, you know, you can do normal activities, but like, take a chill. And I'm like, I mean, I'm in labor, but okay. I was like, okay, cool, cool. That doesn't really make sense to me, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. And so then anyway, like three or four hours later, we go to bed and I wake up like two hours later and I was like, this is impossible. And I knew Tucker was, so with the blood thing, he was going to come at like 36 weeks anyway, I think. That was the longest. The we longest could wait. he yeah. come or yeah. Um, 
So it was going to have to be like three more weeks of just living in, in labor. And I, I was just like, no, this is a little too legit. So we ended up going back like early Tuesday morning and he came at like. Yeah. But when you got, when you got there, you were four to five centimeters. Yeah, four Holy to five crap. centimeters. And they were like, wow, usually girls like at this point are screaming, from, are the screaming from the parking lot. And I was just like, I'm not giving birth today. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, sitting there like, we will. And I, we, we all had to wear masks still because of COVID. And I was just behind my mask like. Like chill. Oh. I honestly was like really chill. I have to say props to myself. And then he came at, I can't remember, 345 or something. Yeah. Middle of the afternoon. And this is during your season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I. And Walker got I can't complain, really but Ill. I got really sick in the hospital from that three-day period that of we were no there beforehand. Sleep. So I ended up having pink eye. Oh, yeah. And a yeah. really bad <laughs> cold. Oh, yeah. I turned really over. Bad. You know how they put the peanut between your yeah. legs or whatever? I, I turn over. And I look at Walker and I'm like, you have pink eye. <laughs> and I'm like, but, but they can't As know you like have pink eye. Yeah. I'm like, you, they can't know you have pink eye because yeah. you can't have pink eye anywhere. Like pink yeah. eye is like, yes. So every Jeez. time a nurse left, Walker had to go to the bathroom and like rinse out his eye. <laughs> He's like hacking up a lung. I'm like, they can't know you're sick. You can't get kicked out of this hospital. You cannot. You cannot yeah. leave. So that was, it was random. It was a really like bizarre experience. And then. Tucker was born and he was in the NICU for nine days. So we ended up spending like over a week or about a week in the hospital total. Wow. And then would have to go back and visit him, which was pretty sad. Mm. And then we brought him home. And then two days later, Walker left for a month. So it was kind of a wild time. So that's Tucker's birth story. Now, he, now he's the happiest kid <laughs> I've so ever seen. He's so clearly the happiest kid I've ever seen. Yeah, he's always been an angel. So we'll take it. But it was a little stressful there Dang. for a minute. But they don't think that the blood thing had anything to do with him coming early. So I don't really know what to say. The laugh that you gave when you said, well, I'm in labor. is <laughs> 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 was simultaneously hilarious and a little frightening. Too. Like, it's, a little sick. it's like an evil yeah. laugh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> twisted. Okay. Oh, man. Are there plans for more kids, you think? Yeah, hopefully. It. I will say it does add a little bit of stress based on the last experience just to be like, I think our biggest prayer is just that the baby has my blood type, which is actually yeah. possible. I think it's rare, but possible. Mm -hmm. So that's our hope would be that the baby would have my blood type and then my body wouldn't be creating antibodies against the baby. Hold on. So the situation is you have O positive. Negative. You have o negative. And you have O positive and the baby usually gets. Positive. Wow. Really? Yeah. So you're both O? I don't know. I don't know. If, I just know I'm positive. I don't, I don't know if it's O I don't or A B. I'm not matters, sure. Does it? Wow. No, because I think we are the same. But I have no idea. we never. We haven't had that. It's still. And it's funny that we still don't quite know what Walker's. But blood normally, it's like it's just never an issue because the road, get the road shot game. works. And like they still couldn't really fully figure out why the blood mixed. And so, even our uh, doctor and then like our family friends, like they had only seen like it's super rare. Like oh, yeah, she'd only seen like one. He'd seen like three chance that ever happens. and like you know that's over 40 years of like practice and you have like four cases and you're like wow and then so they couldn't figure out why it happened so that's like the the crazy part unique. he's here though he's here. here he's doing great he's here and yeah. it's possible like even if our next baby has walker's blood type like a positive blood type you can get like blood transfusions and stuff i think i or, mean it's or possible. you just hope that the the antibodies don't double Quickly. So quickly, so then they can yeah. make it to a certain point before, you know, the, there's too many antibodies would be the, the hope. 
Yeah, it's very strange. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. Couple Things is sponsored by Apollo Neuro. We recently discovered the Apollo wearable and it's been awesome. Apollo is a wearable device that actively improves your body's resilience to stress so you can relax, sleep, focus, recover, and feel better. It's like a wearable hug for your nervous system that actually helps you be a calmer, more mindful version of yourself. This is pretty amazing. I'm hyped about this. Apollo Neuro's scientifically validated technology helps calm your nerves and clear your mind, melting away stress so you can sleep. I've been using it in the evenings to help me relax, and I've seen such an improvement in my sleep quality. It's honestly so cool. You can wear it on your wrist, your ankle, or as a clip attached to your clothing, and it works by engaging your sense of touch, delivering silent, soothing vibrations that help you feel safe and in control. It's amazing. I'm all about this life. (laughs) And the more you use it, the better it works as it trains your nervous system to rebalance more quickly. Plus, it supports your natural circadian rhythms and helps you become more consistent with your wake up and bedtime every day, which goes a long way to improving your sleep quality. Babe, science is cool. (laughs) And we have good news for you listening. Our listeners get a special discount. You could save up to $50 by going to apolloneuro.com and using code couplethings50. Again, go to apolloneuro.com and use code couplethings50. Let's get back to it. We haven't done this in a long time, but you have to choose who goes first without knowing the question. Walker goes first. What's your favorite thing about Sally? Great question. I would say, I think it ties back to what we were talking about earlier and how she kind of like made my dream hers. It's like such a humbling thing for like a spouse to do is like put all of your kind of goals and like, you know, she was a teacher, had a job, had like this whole life and like kind of put that on the back burner to like fully support me. And like, if you ask her her dream, it's like for Walker to play in the World Cup, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. That's really cool when she can do that and it means a lot. So, yeah. One of the many things. And Sally, what's your favorite thing about Walker? Um, I think it's the way that he loves people. He's so generous and he's really like allowed me to grow a lot in that area of just like hosting and he loves bringing people together with like game nights and social activities and he's just always looking for ways to be generous and I feel like that's something that kind of helps him stand apart and draws people to him and helps me grow and be a better person what is you've accomplished so many of these you continue to what is the ideal scenario look like for you career wise what are the what are the goals that you have left so 
for me, probably I would love the chance to play in Europe. Play in the EPL would be probably high up there. Um, I definitely want to play another World Cup. And then in terms of MLS, still chasing an MLS Cup. So I have kind of an open cup and supporter shield and some individual awards, but that MLS Cup is probably the most elusive one. So I think if I can get that, it kind of like covers all the things you can you can do in, in the league. So um, that's probably the short list. You made MLS best 11 for four years in a row? Yeah. That's freaking high. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. It is such a fine, um, it's like ambition is a good thing, right? But having that, I guess, approach of gratitude and being content and in like a healthy way, content and in a healthy way, am- ambitious is like so hard to do. And I can't imagine being in your position with all that you've accomplished, all that you have a, from ability standpoint, like you're the best at what you do. It's, it's, it's crazy. So I admire the way you're navigating that. And I'm, I think, you know, you and Sally represent so many of the wonderful things about marriage, like from a, team standpoint supporting supporting each other and then I love the story of you guys having grown into this together and like you know things weren't then what they are now which is it's it's pretty cool to think about but Hugh Jackman said and I agree with him on this that you represented your country well in Qatar well thank you uh, thank you for that yeah Hey, we were freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's Walker. <laughs> it was really fun to watch World Cup and have yeah. Also, how's person. your head feel? Oh, you it's know, good. It's, it's, con- so it's conditioned. Yeah, it's... His head a, is really hard. Crazy, Yo, bro. Got a crazy skull. I was like, walk. you got freaking legs, dog. You I don't know. have to use your head all the yeah, time. This is what works, you know? <laughs> I was you ham out there, bro. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Walker so Zimmerman headed it out. Zimmerman with the header. I was like, oh my <laughs> guys, dude. It was Calm a lot in that was, one span. Yeah, it was like was. three in a row. It's so gosh, cool. dude, it's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, I always like, I'm like, Sal, you don't want to play that rhino game. No, if you me, try to bro. rhino him, you know, it hurts so bad. I don't know if most couples it. just like rhino for fun, but. Is that just like headbutt each other? You just like that? put your head. Yeah, like when you're like, my brother and I used to do it growing up where you would like put your foreheads together and try to like push. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who can we, win. We can do that. But his head is so hard. It's oh. not even worth trying, but you should try it. Was there one moment that stuck out from that whole experience? I mean, besides giving up PK, that stuck out pretty good. Um, but to go along with that, like the highs and lows, it's such a cool story of like the redemption arc between you know one game to the next where you have a game where you have a moment, you feel like you let the team down and you just have to respond and you can't dwell on it. And I think like, mentality wise it was an awesome lesson of like okay that's in the past how do I move on so to then come back the next game get a shutout against England you know a top 10 team in the world with a lot of attacking talent and then to have that moment against Iran of you know coming in and keeping the win saving the ball uh, off the line a little bit like going from you know zero to hero within a span of a week on that stage was like a pretty crazy roller coaster and just like a great I think it's a great lesson for kids and youth of, of just like staying present in the moment, not letting things that happened in the past affect your future. Um, so there's a lot of really cool stories that came out of, you know, the ups and downs of that whole experience. Why is the, like, do you feel compelled to, to bring up the PK thing or what is the, what's no, your relationship I, with that moment? Well, I think it's kind of funny because I think if you're not like a, 
an avid soccer fan, you probably see it as worse than it was. And I think that's kind of what helped me like deal with it a lot anyways, is like the nature of the play. I don't feel like in that moment, what I did was wrong, even though it was a foul, like the way that the play happened, it was like actually pretty unfortunate. Um, it was really clever from, you know, the opponent to, to do what he did. And that's like why he's, you know, a great player. So um, I think knowing deep down, like, you know, I chose to make that decision, made it, I can live with it. Um, probably helped me move on faster. But I think going from like, you know, we, we felt like we really needed to win that game and we only got a tie. But the fact that we were still able to like get out of the group and um, like it kind of didn't matter in the scheme of things, I guess. But yeah, it was just like probably the first time I think for us that we had to experience like severe social media like craziness like for me like truthfully it didn't really bother me too much you see things like written about you and I was like I just want to see what like Andrew and Sean are up to this weekend on Instagram but like you can't even Mm -hmm. sift past like all of the the hate and and negativity um it was funny because Sally was like, yeah, I hopped on the bus after the game, was trying to delete comments. I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah. trying to delete Everyone, them for Walker because I had no – we've never had that volume. On that magnitude of – Of messages, like, or comments of hate. And so I was like, oh, cool, there's, like, 20. That felt like a lot to me. I was trying to delete him for Walker before he saw them. But then I was not prepared for – you can't manage it after that. And then I was getting a ridiculous amount of DMs and I have a private Instagram. So I felt like that was very personal to like Mm -hmm. seek me out and let me know how horrible my husband is. Yeah. But then you see like, it's so weird because then you see everyone just like commenting about like, oh, how he must be feeling. You're like, you have no idea how I'm feeling. Like Mm -hmm. I've been like trained for this condition for this, like my entire life. It's not the first time I made a mistake. It won't be the last, like my identity is not in that one play. And so I think, like, it was just so interesting to see, like, how everyone projects, like, mm-hmm. this is how he must be feeling in this moment. And you're like, dude, I'm, I'm, yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. I hate it. I'm upset about the play. I'm going to move on, and I'm going to come back and, like, help the team. And to be able to do that and have that story, I think it's pretty powerful. I feel like uh, with that scenario, as even in marriage, it's like, it's a kind of all about the stories that we mm-hmm. tell ourselves or how you define yourself. And it's like whether you're talking about that play or even you playing soccer and what your career afterwards looks like, it's your identity. And, and as you said, it's, it's not in that play, dude. It's like Walker freaking stared that moment in the face. First of all, the courage to go out there and, and just confront all of the, the pressure. And it's like, I know you've been training for it, but like, that is a thing. It's like, one, that's the walker, right? That's that's Walker Zimmerman is to have the courage to go out there. Two, to bounce back and be like, okay, first of all, you're the most trained defenseman <laughs> that we have in in on the team. So yeah. it's like no one else is going to do better than than that, right? Yeah. Like that is the best. And then it's and he's going to get on a soapbox. Right I'm now. just saying, <laughs> no, it's an important thing because when I look at when I left football, it's like, yeah, man, I'm you, you just you can so easily tell yourself this story of like, well, I don't, I can't do anything else. Or like, man, remember that one play that whatever I, my professional career was wildly underperforming, <laughs> but like, um, it's, there's so many wonderful stories that you have that you could tell yourself. It's like yeah. double down on those. And you have Sally here yeah. to like help reinforce that. It's like, I don't know, man, I'm a big fan of yours. We're playing golf tomorrow. Apologies. Projections. I had a time for Sean. I freaking projections. Yeah. 
I don't yep. understand golf either. Me neither. Okay. So I'm gonna, you will do well. I, I like who, that's who, a who honestly will? I love that. You. <laughs> you <plural. laughs> This is what I'm saying, dude. Sean talks trash about me and then Sally talks trash about <laughs> yeah, me. It's I got, I'm, it's crazy. I'm on Lone Island out here. Yeah, you're an underdog always. <laughs> it's just tough. I don't know what to say. Oh, man. It makes you better, you know? Yeah, oh, I agree. I hope I hope that uh, you know, your career in Nashville. I hope you go play in Europe, but I also hope you stay in Nashville for another. Or at least just come back. We've enjoyed yeah, uh, getting back. to know you guys. So this is Sally's first podcast too. Yeah. So yeah. thank you guys for having me. This is fun. Yes. You're great at it. Professional. Thank you. I know your teacher Walker said he wanted to be in broadcast, but you might be oh. you might be better, you know, I'm qualified. not as good just with my words on my feet. Just like great. call his games. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the ball. <laughs> uh, and man. he hit it with his head. <laughs> anyway, we're big fans. Yeah. And uh Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank this was fun. You. Loved it. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcast on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.